everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's late, 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 late Wednesday night. Time for a street fight. Your number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation is on your Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We are here to spread our mess across the U.S., spread, spread dissent and disruption to every corner of the flat earth. We hope all y'all out there are fighting the good fight and uh, having a street fight. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We've been doing this for eight years now out of Columbus, Ohio. You can hear us on WCRS-FM 102.1 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio. You can hear it there. We also do a live call-in show Sunday nights. Uh, Brian is ill, still ill keeps it ill he's sick um in the both the good and the bad ways like the skateboarder way and like the health way um and so we didn't do a call-in show on sunday we will be back this sunday taking your calls we got a brand new setup there's going to be a new number so pay close attention i'll be sure to update all the the social media people but a new number is coming a new and even I think international version, it's gonna be we're gonna be able to take international calls with this Skype number. Globalist. The globalist <laughs> agenda will be infecting the Street Fight Radio call in studio. Yeah. So um uh good week. Back to normal. I finally am in my regular get shit done mode. Uh Lonnie Tune shirts, we're trying to make those. Designer was a little sketchy, did, was kind of concerned about, you know, the printing up bugs and Taz. Coward. I know. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here? Come on. Let's I just have a little fun. Yeah. We'll fight the man. Um, fuck him. But yes, we did. Uh, those are on the way. Those will be shipping out at some point. Um, posters are available for the West Coast tour. If you're interested in those, if you like that, this is the first time we've done it. So please don't make us regret it. Help us out and buy some posters. You can do that by heading over to store.streetfightradio.com. That's where you can find both uh, the the shirts, the gumball shirts, and the posters. We can sign them if you ask us to, too. We're not mean. We'll sign the damn posters. True. Been signing the shit out of those things. How's it going, Brett? It's going good. I am, like I said, I have realigned myself uh, and am, like, running with full aura wide open right now i'm running on uh let's say 55 percent. i'm at 55 percent. i think I'm, you're very self-aware i think that's about that's the that's an honest number i would say last week i was at 20 percent. i was in a very bad way uh i didn't even talk about this but so in the nightmare of america you have a few choices you have to make when you start to get sick right Am I going to call my regular doctor and wait a couple of days to find out if I have the flu or strep throat, which is something I believed I might have? Sure. I don't get flu. I didn't get a flu shot because, you know, mind control, basically. Of course. I'm actually afraid of needles, but that's not even the real reason why. It's just because I hadn't been to the doctor yet and she didn't spray it up my nose yet. She just sprays it up my nose for me. Okay. And we're just all set. So I didn't get the flu shot. Thought I could have the flu. Or I could have strep throat. So I went and got checked on and uh, she's looking in my throat and she's like, yeah, long uvula. Who, I, who is this? Your doctor? Yeah, oh, so yeah, that's the thing. I didn't go to my doctor. 
I should have gone to urgent care. That's second best to your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some pretty good urgent care situations. Yeah. And it's more expensive. Yeah. But, premium. But I needed but, to get in and out and back at my bed because it had been a long travel day. I was very tired. I just wanted to know if I could start killing this thing with antibiotics immediately. Okay. You know? Okay. That was a plan. I want to know what your sitch was. So I went to the CVS Minute Clinic. Okay. I signed up okay. for it on the way back from the airport, and it was ready to go when I got there. Right. For those international listeners, these are like corner drugstores, pharmacies <laughs> that also sell like booze and snacks and uh, health products. They and don't like, say doctor either, which was something that was bothering me a sure, little bit. It sure. was like medical professional or mm, medical. Mm, it was yeah. like something medical like service s- provider. S- it felt like not doctor. Someone that's just read a bunch on uh, the internet. Well. <laughs> Someone's like, I've read most of WebMD. Yeah. Or like I can decipher, I can help it determine what WebMD is trying to tell you. So I was just kind of like, well, I'll just go in here. They'll do the tests. I'll see. Because, you know, the, the thing we do here, because we don't want to deal, we're afraid of doctors. They Not afraid of them. It just it costs a bunch of money. It's a pain in the ass to set up. You can't just walk in somewhere. It has to be a whole thing. Is It's like we know we have a general uh, sense of what each sickness does. Put together by all the people we've known that have ever been sick that we build in our head. It's almost like a sickness canon in a weird way where you're like, okay, the flu means I'm throwing up and pooping because my wife once had the flu and she had, she was sweating and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Strep throat. That is, you get a fever and your throat hurts. So that could be strep throat. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sounds like a good candidate. The wisdom around sinus infections is that you can't do anything to get rid of them. No, just nothing you can do. Sure. You just got to wait for them to go away. A lot of rest, a lot of fluids, uh, neti pot, which I did. I did do the neti pot. How was that? I mean, it's whatever. It, I didn't feel like did, it did anything. Did I mention my doctor situation I had before uh, no, we left? No. Sorry to interject this, but I had a different situation because I was sick before we left and I was like, I'm going to call the doctor and check in with them, see what the fuck they think is going on. Right. Consult. I can't get in with my main doctor. So I have to go like early in the morning, like one of those, like, you know, it's a competition. Whoever gets a first come first serve thing. You have to call the day of the first two hours. So I go in there. And I tell the guy all my symptoms and he looks at all me, looks at all my, you know, looks at all my holes. And then he's like, uh, so what is it you're here again for? And I was like, uh, I mean, I'm just like, I, I think I might have strep throat or something. I need, why do I need to get like some sort of antibiotics? Maybe he's like, so, and then his, his colleague comes in and, and like checks me over and then is like, so what would you normally do? Like it was something like this. And I'm like, well, just wait it out. Like I would just wait and like, I would probably funny. be fine, but I'm about to leave on an airplane. So I just was trying to, to, I just felt like I should check in and they're like, okay. And now is there anything else you wanted to talk with us about today? And I'm like, no, it's just this. It's this. I'm sorry. I wasted your time. You fucking yeah. guilty guilt trip, man. I know. Took I know. me right up fucking uh, ride down guilt trip lane. I know you don't deserve that. You're sick. Yeah. So then he wrote me a prescription and he was like, if your shit isn't together in five days, go get this prescription. That's see, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in that day. But I've been taking my amazing green super grass. So I, I just like you beat that thing. 
I mean, I'm up and moving again. I'm doing a podcast. I went and shopped today and I grocery oh. shopped last night. Yeah, and I, I was healthy uh, enough to shop. Picked up the menthol tobacco vodka. Oh, yeah, we do have that now. Like I've been out just doing stuff, you know, so I am moving again. I tried to take a walk today, but it was raining. We'll do, uh, we'll do a special tasters edition of the Ivana bitch. Uh, okay. menthol tobacco vodka. Ivana Beach is the company. Yeah, Ivana Beach. So anyway, I go to CVS. I make the wise decision to go to CVS to what? have myself looked at by the doctor person at CVS. And if it's a strep throat culture, like any, the Minute Clinic could do that. Right, that's right? what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. They could they they do the little swab. Flu yeah. Too. Yeah, they did that. And uh, right before she does it, she's like, your uvula is long. Like, you ever choke on that thing or anything like that? I don't think I've ever seen a uvula that long. Can you believe this guy's uvula? Does it bounce up and down when you're sleeping? Like the, the Jake break on a, a semi-truck? I kept telling her, like, I fucking don't know how long my uvula is. I've never, I don't look at it. It's, I mean, it's always been that way, I guess. You got to move that thing out of the way to brush? Yeah. Really? Really? You sure that's not your tongue? <laughs> what are you doing back there? What? You pull on that thing? <laughs> yeah. You tie a rope to that and pull on it at the doorknob? Is that what you're doing? You try to take your own tonsils out? What is that? Yeah. Man, you got she nagged the fuck out I of know. you. I know. And then at the oh, end, she's just like, she's just like <laughs> you come in for the care and they're just like, you're disgusted. <laughs> you know, just like, you're an animal. <laughs> you fucking freak. What is wrong with your uvula, you fucking long uvula fucking cryptid? Come here sick <laughs> as hell with a gigantic swollen uvula. Come in here whining. You a fucking Bigfoot <clears throat> fish man or something like that with that <clears throat> uvula. <laughs> so on my way out the door, we're talking. And I'm like, uh, okay, so just, you know, lots of rest, lots, she's like, lots of rest, lots of fluids, get that over to counter medicine, which is a nightmare to be told to get because there's a thousand over the counter medicines, a thousand of them. And I don't know what any of them fucking do. I don't know the difference. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. You standing out there. All of them make you feel crazy in a way that real drugs don't like all of them are the worst like chemical high it's almost like a, a like like a rave for feeling bad like it's like yeah. if everybody showed up to a rave one day and they're like instead of like ecstasy and stuff I'd, I'd like to like really feel bad could you get me some mucinex dm yeah. and i'll just hawk up like wet loogies all night and fucking sweat and have wobbly knees constantly that's what i'll do <laughs> Yeah, like that was how I felt like the whole time. And then yeah, that's like way- when you took that Sudafed AM, like the, right. the the work, like the get through work shit. I don't know how people do it. We're just like, I don't know how this fucking happened. I don't know how I'm operating right now. You just feel like you're having an out of body experience the entire I feel like time. They want to put that shit in the water. You know, they want to put that <laughs> yeah. shit in the water. They want to get everybody on that every day. Wake up to that kind of kick. As a guy that does drugs, man. Like, I'm serious when I tell you, I go down with that. Yeah, stuff. I would pass on that, man. Like, if, they, if they were like, hey, man, we're farming tonight. We got a bunch of pills. I'm like, oh, yeah, what do you got? It's like Sudafed AM. Like, no. Yeah, no. nothing daytime. I kept telling no dates, them. No Dayquil. No. I kept telling them, I don't want any. Look, I I, I reiterate this when I go to the farm. Because I asked the pharmacy. First of all, let me just say what she said on the way out the door, though. She's like, uh, she was like, well, you should start feeling better, you know, in like a week or something like that. Uh you don't feel like you're going to die or anything, do you? 
<laughs> go okay. out the door. <laughs> probably, this probably sounds like a legal requirement to ask that. Like, before they leave your care, you have to make sure that they don't mention they think they're close to yeah. death. Well, she was wearing that. And look, I'm sick. She's dealing with sick people all day. I get it. She wore the mask the whole time. So I already I hate felt that. like I was in like the movie Contagion. My doctor had it too. And I yeah. was just like, I couldn't see what his fuck, what was going on. It was just like these two fucking <laughs> piercing eyes looking at me. <laughs> like, what is did you hear again for? Like judging me. And I had no idea of the expression on their face. Yeah. Like I, I felt like it, I don't know if it was stern or smiling, but it was just like these two fucking eyes staring at me. I know. I over, know. Over that little protective barrier. Two fucking angry, overeducated <laughs> eyes yeah. staring a hole through you. Wow, you you look disgusting. <laughs> oh my god, keep your mouth closed. I don't know what she looked like. I don't even know what the woman looked like, dude. Like I didn't get the but she asked me if I was gonna die and I left and You're I like, spent a whole week sick and not like getting better at all. So I went to the urgent care and they they're they're fixing me. They got me on steroids, so don't worry. I'm roiding, I'm juicing. How's to that get going? Rid of this thing. You feeling strong? <sighs> Insomnia. It, really crazy insomnia. We already had that before the steroids. No, though. I don't have insomnia because I get about eight 530 hours. Five thirty is. I mean, it's a little while. Well, you're right. You do go to bed. You're right. I go to bed and I get up at a time that is about eight hours after the time I go to bed. Eleven it's just hours. Eight to eleven hours after I go to bed. But my my sleep is also broken up by the drive the wife to work. Oh, that is yours. That is so bad. All the shit that I have to do in there anyway. Then yeah. it's just like it's a mess. Yeah. You know, that's why I sleep put so this late. sleep on pause and drive a vehicle <laughs> real quick and then I get right back to it. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. I pause my sleep, man. Yep. Get up. Shiver I'll be back for put a pin in that blanket. <laughs> I'll shiver for 15 minutes. It's the best time in my life every day is when I lay back down in bed, though. Yeah, that's true. That second lay down is so <laughs> satisfying. Yeah. The house all cold, just freezing in there. It's great. Yeah. I'm the only person there. It's quiet as hell. But yeah, so I've been on like over the counter medicine. They won't give me anything. I, I, I had in my mind that if I went to the urgent care and I really complained about the coughing, I could maybe get the uh, get the good cough syrup. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've never smart. got the good cough yeah, syrup in yeah. my life. I yeah. never get it. And I was really going to overdo it if I got the good cough syrup. Yeah, the powerful like, shit. Wow. I was going to go nuts on that shit. I was going <laughs> to double the dose before bed every night and just see where it took me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get that codeine in you, man. Yeah. Golly. Nope. Yeah. Nope, gave me some clear pills and Mucinex DM. Water pills? Yeah, well, <laughs> they said, do you smoke? And I was like, yeah, here and there. And then they said, do you vape? And I said, weed. And then I that was exactly when it meant I wasn't going to get anything that was going to be uh, fun. yeah. You know what I mean? I just like, I vape those weed pens. Yeah. Which I've been doing a lot of, laying in bed, vaping weed pens. Because right. I can't do anything else at all. Just get high and watch fucking... God, that's the other thing, dude. Yeah, what did you, you we had a we had a snowstorm. What was your shut-in movies? Did you get did well, you that, get here's some the movies fucking in? thing, dude? Cable the situation we've gotten ourselves in with these streaming services sucks. It is fucked up. There's nothing on them. They're fucking devoid of things. 
Period. I played video this games YouTube one day. fucking title, man. Oh, my God. No, there's, there's nothing there. There's stuff to watch. There's nothing there. Yeah. There I watched is. a goddamn movie about Brexit on HBO. Why would you turn that on? Benedict Cumberbatch. Why would you turn that on? I didn't fucking know what else to do. I was like, oh, well, I'll see what happened with Brexit. How did Brexit happen? Go for something entertaining. I don't know what's there. What? There's, there's like, nothing. There's not even anything in movie theater right now. I've seen every movie, dude. Every single movie that's ever been made, with the caveat that, I mean, movies in the genres that I enjoy that have come out in the past three years. Every single movie that has ever been made, I have seen. Okay. Okay? Sure. There's nothing else I could see. Okay. And I never watch anything twice. Because you know why I don't watch anything twice? The second I watch it that second time, I hate it. You know, I'm a big fan of the movie Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I loved it because I never watched it again. <laughs> I know if I watched that movie again, I'd be like, this movie fucking sucks. I can already think of things I wouldn't like if I watched it again. But as of now, I'm like, ah, good movie, you know? Maybe it should be nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah, sick forever. My daughter's irritated at me. She's like, all you ever talk about is being sick. And I'm like, that's because that's all I'm it's doing. My, it's my new thing. My yeah, new, it's, it's like my, my new, new life. Thing. It's all I'm doing I'm right sick now. guy. I can't do anything. Ah, uh, let's see. Let's see what we're going to do this week, Brad. I, I promised something last week that I didn't think we were ever going to get to. Okay. But I think, what the hell? Well, we'll just do it. Yeah, let's jump in. Because it sounds like fun. And this is written by Hussein Kasvani and, and for Mel Magazine or website, melmagazine.com. And it's an article that I saw. Sarah clearly remembers the moment she lost the love of her life to the red pill. Nice. She was sitting inside a dark closet next to the bedroom where she and her partner had slept for close to four years. As he shouted at her through the wall. You don't listen to me, he screamed at her. You never listen to me. The closet was a place to be alone to think, to figure out how to bring back the man she'd once fallen in love with. Ah, wait, this is four years in they got to this point. Yeah, they they had slept in a together in a house right, for right. four years Oof. you're with somebody for four years now like i've been with my wife for almost 20 and like four years is feels about I, the same as 20 really it's like kind of like it's like you're it's just it become it's your life by that time by that like three i think by the two and a half three year mark your relationship is like that is your life like yeah a a, a disturbance in that relationship changes everything everything which makes it harder to end the relationship right do, do you know what yeah. i'm saying For like sure. i always think about that with like grandmas and grandpas that are still together that are miserable as hell yeah you know what i mean and it's like well they can't like what are they gonna fucking no, do they're so entangled yeah what are you gonna do you just gotta sit there and listen to them yell about the immigration caravan yeah it's just your whole fucking life now for the rest of your life Sarah, a pseudonym, 30, had met Craig while she was studying for her master's degree in psychology. He worked at her local pub near Holborn, West London. Craig, who had voted for the Conservative Party in 2010 but wasn't interested in politics, well, then stay out of them. Stay out of them if you're not interested. I know. They always get interested, though, Brett. They always do. 
As a bartender and a bounce as a bouncer at a nightclub on contract at recruiting firms, earning just enough to pay his rent and bills. They bonded over their unwavering support for the Chelsea Football Club, Al Pacino movies, and late night runs to McDonald's for chicken nuggets and barbecue sauce. Some of the most basic people. Yeah, in the world. great. This is like a fucking Lego family over here with their <laughs> Al Pacino movies and their fucking chicken McNuggets. Yeah, we're weird like that. We're fucking crazy. We're so weird. We like we'll watch Serpico and eat pizza and Wings. Yeah, nobody does that shit. On the nights that she studied late, Craig would meet her outside the university library to walk her <sighs> home. When she was sick, he'd bring her spicy dumpling soup from her favorite Chinese okay. restaurant. I okay. love this Craig. Okay. Right? Until the red pill came. The red pill will come. Oh, well, because, you know, he was, you know. He was conservative when she got with him. He voted for the conservative party. Like, right. you know that a person. Look, I know that I voted for Ron Paul or whatever like that. But even that is a thing where, like, white dudes just fucking went nuts for Ron Paul for that period of time. Like, yeah. white dudes my age that were Gobble fucking up. peripherally engaged with politics went nuts for that. I was just thinking about it the other day, how, like, he would do these money bombs and they would have, like, his face and then it would say, Ray Revolution, but spell love in like this really cool font, but yeah. it would be like the cartoon Ron Paul, and you would just watch this fucking money build and build and build, and you'd be like, "This Ron Paul man, he's gonna be the goddamn president of the United States." Right? Like the guy that I was that into, like I was that dumb, but at least there was like something there. You know what I mean? At least there was like, uh, I had things. I had progressive values in a way of being like anti-war, anti like government surveillance, anti drug war and shit like that's just wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Got it. This guy voted for the conservative party. You could conceivably believe that he might have been wrong for a period of time, but it would be something that you would maybe want to try to tease out of him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Especially when no one is interested now. Yeah, I hate sure. people that vote when they're not interested in politics. It's just like I don't even care about it. I just want to make sure I, you know, got something. Put my hat in a bugging ring. Uh, so uh, he was really a chilled out guy for the first couple of years we were together. Sarah tells me when we okay. meet in a cafe near her place of work, small and slender with bright blue eyes and dyed blonde hair. Sound like me? I mean, brown eyes. Sarah looks down at her cup of tea as she recalls the best moments of her relationship. The one she tried to fixate on those nights when Craig would shout at her and claim she was a bitch and a whore and send her text messages calling her an anti-English dumb liberal. Yeah, see, now that has me to believe that maybe he does feel pretty strongly about politics. He does. That's it seems that he was lying there the first go round. Yeah, these people that say I'm not that interested in politics just don't understand that all their hate is politics. You know what I mean? Like all these fucking horrible things that they feel and they think and they say, those are fucking politics. You're doing politics when you do hate speech when you're anti-immigrant when you're like anti-english when you're like you know that kind of thing it's like you're yeah. fucking doing politics if you say somebody's anti-american i mean as susceptible as people are to the influence of anybody else i mean it is definitely pushing the world in that direction you know yeah when i moved in with them after graduation the arguments were about who would do the washing up or cooking that night she says by the end of their relationship in September, though, she found herself having to not only try to get Craig to do his share of the laundry, 
but to justify why people should be allowed to speak languages other than English in public, why removing taxes for tampons isn't unfair, and more bizarrely, why being a feminist isn't the same as being a Nazi. So yeah, that's tough. This is a get it. Yeah, I understand. You are right. Your caveat at the beginning, three years, four years, three years in now, and you're like, okay, we have a lease on a fucking car together, or like there's a house or a pet or like something, and we have the same gym, our banks are linked up, you know, and it's just like, but how you have to get out when you hear this type of there shit. There has to be something. Yeah, you got to have like, the, you got to have that self-respect to just really not put up with anything like, like what, what is a good way to insulate people it, it sucks, sucks because, because i can, I can only, the only way i can think of to insulate people from this problem is not to tie all your shit together but then what's the point in forming a partnership if you're not pooling your resources and tying all of your shit together like what's the point in being in this relationship because like i think that like, like, I, I wish, wish there was, was a way that this, this was easier to just fucking detangle so that, like, like a, a person, person like this, this she's stuck. She, I, 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 I don't think, I don't see a way that she could, like, for me, it's, it's just watching somebody change. change. People change over time, and you never know how people are going to change over that time. For instance, like, I ended up nicer. Than I was when we kind of started, you know sure. what I mean? Sure. But there are a lot of people in this, these YouTube videos, this red pill shit is the type of things that's making these people like, like this. This is the problem right here. No. Yeah. It's, it's, um, filling a lot of people's, of guys heads with bullshit. Um, that when it leads to this is just, this is the proof that it's, um, fucking, you know, stupid it's, it's like, like when, when i had, had that, that conversation, conversation with my father my, my father-in-law called my wife on her birthday to wish her a happy birthday and she's like what are you doing he's like oh, i'm just watching my youtube videos want to know which youtube videos i watch every day like he wanted to tell her about the youtube videos he's watching every day great and it's like well, i know what youtube videos you're fucking watching every day i don't want to hear it nearly all the arguments came from youtube videos he was watching sarah tells me because he'd work at night he'd spend the day on the internet he'd be watching them and send them to me throughout the day on whatsapp over email anywhere really during one work meeting in 2016 she received videos from him about a migrant invasion into britain orchestrated by angela merkel and barack obama which showed libyan refugees getting off a boat carrying large bags and shouting thank you merkel played over dark orchestral music other videos supported donald trump's proposed ban on muslim immigrants diatribes on feminism threatening traditional families and scientific evidence suggesting that white people have higher iqs than black and south asian people See, and, and this is, um, I mean, this is what the, the thing about it is that they are just insisting, like they have just this insane amount of, uh, need or like want of like control of everything and understanding everything and thinking that this system and way of thinking that pretty much confirms all of their biases you know, yeah. is like some sort of lightning rod of truth, you know? Well, I, I just want to, I want to get to this next sentence real quick, because <laughs> this will, this is more, with each video, he'd ask her what her view on it was. Sometimes she'd say she didn't know and he'd send me more videos or explain why they were correct. Ah, that is, ew. Yeah. 
Yeah, I worked with a guy like this too, man. I worked with a guy like this that would send me conservative stuff. He was so intimidating too. Yeah, intimidating to me. You get these videos and you look at them, or you he he would print print WorldNet Daily pages from WorldNet Daily. He would just print off articles and articles and bring me a folder of articles, and I'd start reading these things and be like, oh well, you know. Not being a smart guy, I didn't know what World Net Daily was. Right. I didn't really understand politics. I didn't understand anything. I just kind of felt like I wasn't conservative. Like I didn't. I, I had gone through my conservative phase, and I I kind of looked at my conservative phase as like a thing where it's like, ah, no, that's not who I am. You know what I mean? Like I looked at myself. I was conservative. I looked at myself and said, I am not one of these people. This yeah. is not who I am. Yeah, um, you kind of go through it where, where you're like, like but there, but there is always someone that they always they do indoctrinate people like that. It, it is like it is a death halt. It, it really is intimidating is. because when you receive the stuff and you're not a person who's exceptionally tied into what's actually happening, it's intimidating to talk to people, right? Because they know what's happening. They can quote Jordan Peterson. If you're not me. Or if you're not somebody that listens to podcasts about Jordan Peterson, then you assume he's just a public intellectual. Right. You know, right, right, right. Like if somebody's quoting him, oh, he must be just some public intellectual. He's like Noam Chomsky. He's like uh fucking Dan Rather or yeah. something. Like just some guy that we all know as a smart guy is who who these people remind me of and, and then they do the other thing is they do ask your opinion on these things but only so that they can yell at you about your opinion yeah so they can correct your opinion yeah. so they want they want to you know feed you the right one um or i mean even not that it's like see who's the most um receptive to their stupid fucking message so that they can keep you like in the email pipeline or the print out the articles pipeline you know yeah 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 I mean, like, they don't engage with your responses anyway, often. Like, when you respond even nicely to people who say some bullshit. Yeah. It's not like they engage with your response ever. They have, like, a canned answer that they got from the videos. So he's sending this stuff to her while she was at work. He would start off by... Uh, so other times when she disagreed, for example, when it came to whether abortion should be legal, he'd get angry. Oh, God. He would start off oh by saying God. I was wrong, demanding I explain my view during a work day. When I wouldn't respond to him immediately, he'd tell me that my view was stupid and idiotic and that I was just another dumb lefty who didn't know what they were talking about. Okay. See, and, and I want to just say, this is a dude that will is alone now. Like, he's alone. Yeah. I don't need to get to the end of this article to find out that Craig is by himself sure. and will never have anybody. But you wonder why at the same time, why would he continue that? Like if he's harboring, you're building up all of this hatred for this person that you're with. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you just need to have like, they're such cowards God, I that don't they don't just dip does. out. I don't think he does have animosity towards her, dude. I really don't because like when you I think he to just Kate, wants to get her in the right direction. Well, yeah, because when I talk to my my father in law, I don't think he dislikes me. You know what I mean? I don't think he dislikes his daughter or his wife or any of these people. He just doesn't like your politics like they yeah. very much like a lot of conservative types really do separate but, their politics from their personality because if your politics and your personality are the same thing and you're a conservative you're a cold person do you do you see what i'm saying like you have to like there's a lot of things you have to admit to yourself if you're this kind of guy right 
like where you have to be like, I don't care like what women say about why they want the right to choose. Yeah. I don't care where these refugees go from these places that, you know, Western nations have bombed. I don't care. Like I like you have to face that fact. So really like in your mind, you build this thing up in your mind where like everybody in my family and everybody in my life knows that I love them but I disagree with them. And that, yeah. that's how they think it works. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, they don't understand that like your politics is a part of who you are to people, every, to everybody. Even if they say they don't look at that, they look at that. Yeah. Um, in the year leading up to their breakup, Sarah tells me she desperately tried to help him stop watching the videos. He was slow. He was slowly becoming obsessed with, I tried to take him to parties. I was invited to do, to to be around him more i sent him messages every hour while i was at work to say i loved him i thought that having human contact to know that he didn't have to be so angry all the time that he was loved by so many people would be enough to get him away from all that material she also compromised <sighs> her own values to get him to open up to me as she tried to find a middle ground between his radical right-wing views and her liberal positions on issues like immigration religion and brexit when he said that brexit would be good for the uk because there would be fewer immigrants that would erode white english culture a statement that truly shocked me i remember nodding and saying that it would be a good thing for more people to be taught english okay um i want to <clears throat> real quick so when we were in la we did this podcast called the minion death cult. And I just thought it was a cutesy, clever name or whatever. When they explained to me that because their show is diving into Facebook comments, that you have these people that have like minions as their avatars that are also like advocating for broad scale wars and, you know, like genocide. refugees dying and genocide, genocide and death and all this stuff. And, uh, and that is what like, so, and the the theme of the show that we did was toxic masculinity and it being added to that, you know, whatever the psychology thing is. And this is like the class, this is like just all of this stupid ass thoughts. They're filling people, he's filling people with more of this like traditional Jordan Peterson chivalry and like expectations to be like this really alpha male. And if you don't live up to it, once again, in this same cage, you're in this cage of emotions where all you can do is be fucking pissed. Right. Well, right. right. That's the only option you have to express yourself is be pissed. It, it's like chivalry. Like their idea is I either am going to lay down my jacket so that you can cross and carry you across this puddle or fuck you, bitch. You know what I right. mean? That's it. Like, that's what their idea of like a functioning, like patriarchy that's well, no, be you know, a good that's functioning the, patriarchy yeah the way the world is that yeah. to them is how it is yeah that really is what it is too it is like if you don't accept that i'm nice even though i'm never nice if you don't sometimes i'm that, nice when i want to get pussy yes if you don't accept that then that's just fine you know but fuck you you're a piece of shit and you're an idiot and a lefty you know yeah i mean you, you know um I would say, you know, also just a little bit of little relationship advice stuff. Four years was pretty tough, I think, for me and Erica even a little bit because it is like, you know, you're settled and then you're like, you're like, well, how concrete is this shit? You kind of want to shake the foundation a little bit, you know? Right. Like we had some fights and stuff, but it was more over values and what we were like looking for in the future and what like day to day life was going to be. 
definitely never told her she was worthless or a whore or a piece of shit or anything like that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for, I, four years was even, like, actually tough for Kate and I. I think Gwen got, I was, we were together for six when she got pregnant and like right around in that four and five years, it was like, Jesus, we've been doing this forever now and yeah and stuff like that. And like, it is a weird fucking time to like be getting your shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like it is, but it is also like you're, you're tangled. You're very, very, very tangled at four years. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not easy to just get up and leave. And like, you can't, look at somebody but when were they were they just yeah. looking past it before or did you, does this come do people just get infected with this shit yeah does it really just i really think takes that, over like, i really think that like okay so you're predisposed to uh you're predisposed sort of to like um conservative politics if you're a white man anywhere Right, right. Anywhere in the world, it's for you, you're probably predisposed to conservative politics because it is the path of least resistance for a straight white man in the United States or in England. Right, is the total path of least resistance. So, like, all it really takes is somebody to say the things that you're thinking and that you want to hear to get you there. Yeah. So you watch one video, and I don't know, you can't get a girlfriend. Right, like, or, or like, nobody, no women want to be around you because you're horrible to women and stuff like that. And like, you see this video that says, "Hey, this isn't your fault. Like, the, this is because women are different now because of feminism. Right, and feminism's the actual real problem. Somebody would have settled on you." Before feminism was <laughs> right, <laughs> right, you wouldn't have to learn how to do laundry and dishes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, I, I mean, that's the way, like, so it's like a, 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 you have this, like, predisposition, and, like, it takes a fucking miracle to push you away from that. It almost, it really does take, like, a lot of work to push somebody away from being red-pilled. Yeah. Like, it takes, like, a, a, a massive wind almost to, like, blow through because, like, it just... It just takes hold quickly. And there's yeah. there's answers for all of the questions. Yeah. There's answers for every question you have about the world. Yeah. And there's yeah, and, dumb shits, lots of snake oil people out there. Yeah, and somebody in chat said even people who do have women who want to be with them get tricked by this shit. I mean, that's what we're seeing is that, like, maybe your relationship's not going great. Maybe it's not like, uh, maybe your relationship's not going great and things like that. And that's how it is, you know? Like, it's very weird, man. Well, yeah. And that's similar to, uh, I had a conversation with uh, T from Champagne Sharks. And he talked about being younger and being in the early forums in the pickup forms a little bit and kind of being like thinking that relationships was all a game he said he wasn't totally misogynist but he just really thought of it as like this like battle you know and women were these things to be filled out figured out and all of this and once he got away from all of it and realized how ugly and misogynist it was it was like if i'm not worried about this person if I, I don't think everybody's out to get me or that some woman's out to get my essence and all this shit yeah all of a sudden <laughs> i can actually meet you know, 
I can meet people to have valuable relationships. Right. You know, it opens up the door once I stop seeing, you know, once I turn off all the anger and the hate and stop convincing myself that the world is this ugly fucking place. Right. They gamify everything. Those pickup artist things is one of those. And they're in here. They're part of it, too. And and men going their own way and stuff. They gamify like every woman. I don't know. They treat it like a point system when you're dating in like this really unhealthy way about like like so a relationship truly is about give and take you know what i mean but like the the there's not a guarantee of equality of what the give and take is going to be at any certain time like your relationship is not always a hundred percent of the time going to be 50 50 no she does 50 oh she does her part i do my part and the whole thing just runs smoothly sometimes like somebody has to do more. Sometimes yeah. somebody has to pick up slack. Somebody has to maybe do less. And like, I think it frustrates those guys because they're they're sort of keeping a point system of how relationships work or even how dating works. And like those early stages of dating, yeah. where it's like I texted her, she didn't answer right away. This is like a demerit. Now I have to do this next thing. Like now there's a move that I have to do. Like it's it's a more dating and forming a relationship to me seems like a more organic process than that. Oh, for sure. Like where it's just like the way mine kind of worked was just like a series of events, not like a series of events, but just like, you know, a series of like these, these things happen and then you're just hanging around each other more. And then you're just hanging around every day. And then you just kind of, why, why don't we move in together? You, You know what I mean? Like if, I never like kept score in my relationship, I guess. I never played games. I, I I just never bought into that whole thing. No, it's a nightmare. It's drama. I mean, it's all the stuff I don't want to be involved with. Yeah. So, I, I truly believed in the savior drama for your mama bumper sticker. Yeah. So this article kind of, it, it kind of goes into a lot of well-worn stuff about what being red pilled is and stuff like that. And talks about uh, Richard Spencer's wife is trying to leave him now and she has a GoFundMe out there so that she can raise money to get away from this guy who and and like i you know again i can't blame these people for being stuck i don't know what richard spencer was like when she met him she said he's a ron paul guy okay i i just i can't blame people for being stuck if these things are happening over like long periods of time like you just don't see these changes happen yeah, I know. I yeah. just wonder. Yeah, I, I I guess. And it is true with age because we've already seen it happen with people in our age groups that have become like more just locked down. And and the old you're like, that's funny that you said your father-in-law with YouTube because old older people, boomers are totally into YouTube now. I'm totally watching it all fucking day long on their phones. You I know? know, they're getting the real news. Yep. On there. Let's get a couple more things in here we real got? quick. We uh, well, I wanted to mention the no more deaths thing. I don't know if you heard about this, Brad. I don't think I did. Uh, so no more deaths. I got this from Reason like last week, and uh, it's actually over now. I, let me let me look this up in a better way. It's just so no more deaths is a group of people who go to the desert where people cross the border. Right. Okay. And they put water out and food for people. And uh, they put water and food out for people who are crossing the border. And uh, so what happened is they went, they took them to federal court. 
Uh, a federal judge is so. Here's the story. A federal judge has found uh, a federal judge has found four women guilty of entering a national wildlife refuge without a permit as they sought to place food and water in the Arizona desert for migrants. U.S. Magistrate John Bernardo Velasco's ruling Friday marked the first conviction against humanitarian aid volunteers in a decade. Oh my God! Um, See, now this is where we should be gamifying stuff. It's like if I can hide this shit and get it passed, you know, like I mean, this it's fair, not even it's about, fair game. It's fucking moral thing to do to put food out there i mean not to the government Uh, yeah the government's like immoral the four found guilty of misdemeanors in the recent cases were volunteers for no more deaths which said in a statement the group have been providing life-saving aid to migrants the volunteers include natalie hoffman una holcomb madeline hughes and zakila orozco mccormick Hoffman was found guilty of operating a vehicle inside Cabeza Prieta National Wildlife Refuge, entering the federally protected area without a permit and leaving water jugs and cans of beans there in August 2017. The others were found guilty of entering without a permit. Uh, God damn. So they're facing charges. I don't know, like, the amount of time they got. I think in some places I saw it was four years. Um, Holy fuck. Yeah, that's, um, like I said, I mean... If someone wants to go throw some water out in the fucking dirt, like that's uh, their prerogative, you know. Yeah. Right. Like we don't need. I don't even want to pay people to 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 enforce this. This is a waste. Of, this is a waste of money. Yeah. Someone trying to give water to somebody else. This is a desert where people have died already. Sure. So this is a part of the desert where people have died. Yeah, and I seen the video. They're out there slashing water and shit, and like right. Yeah. yeah. This is breaking up control. all the food. Yeah. These are like really fucking terrible. Don't need it. This is, we don't, this is the stuff like this is, I wouldn't want to say no one really came at us. I guess it wasn't as bad as I thought, but my self critique, I didn't want to be too lighthearted about the the government shutdown because I know a lot of people are being affected by it. God, It's getting bad. And it's like, it's, you know, it's only the, the, the good stuff the government does. that shuts down, but these fucking assholes are still, you know, rocking and ready to go. Yeah. All still right. Well, did, did you see that they're like forcing them to go to work now? Like motherfuckers are like, I, I, I'm not going to go to work if I'm not getting paid. And no, I need like, to no, go. If you don't go to work, you fired. No, I got to sign up for like a moving g- gig on Craigslist so I can right. get some money today. No, they have to come to work or well, they're getting fired. That's there's the people... TSA people are making. I just saw a sign for the TSA hiring. They're making eighteen forty-five an hour. Yeah. Which, okay, oh, eighteen forty-five an hour. That sounds really great. If you're not making that, then it's not. Like, it's like not an amount of money that you can go 30 days without you're, a paycheck. You're paycheck to paycheck. I yeah. mean, yeah, you're in, I mean, you're are you have no extra money if you're making that in the United States of America right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just solidarity with the no more deaths people. Like I'd love to say keep doing what you're doing, but like I don't want y'all to go to prison. No, yeah. It's <laughs> the kind of I mean, thing that like cut it, it out until you can get away with it. It just Yeah, it's fucked up. It I mean, really it's not a like, cut it out sort of thing. You know they're doing it like in a for passion. I meant that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Of like course. they're doing it they don't want people to die in a fucking desert. Yeah. I don't either. Like, I, I mean, if it was nearby, it would be, I and mean, yeah, no, it would, you know, they, they followed a natural instinct and they could do something about it. So they did. Yeah. I, I don't know what the, it's uh, against the law, Brett. Uh, and they're doing anything they can to keep people out. They could face up to six months in federal prison is basically what they're being charged with now for leaving water out for people who need it. Like it's a truly disgusting, like this is a disgusting country we live in. Like a real Uh, fucking gross, hideous place that we live. I gotta tell you, what a really horrible fucking place. Yeah, I'm bummed out. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. Me too. Uh, yeah, that's shitty. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of a solidarity thing to the no more deaths people. Yeah, we need to f- um, see if there's any fundraising stuff for them. I guess we got to go to where we're at with the magazines, Brett. Oh, really? We're a we topical do? show again, man. The show's going to really? start coming out on time again. Okay. It ain't going to be a week old. Right. So the show's coming out when people are still talking about the magazines. What do you know about the magazines, Brad? I know you don't know much. I I had some hearsay conversation <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> I heard a guy at the park talking about the magazines. No, outside the Planned Parenthood, I was listening to some folks talk about it. Uh, they were trying to break down the psychology. Everybody is real into like uh, how much they know, how much was being said with that little smirk, you know? Right, yeah. Um, they canceled classes. Oh, shit, on really? Tuesday because, uh, did a bunch of people show up to whoop their ass? I wish. No. Everybody should have showed up to whoop their ass. Well, now. Or to tear the school down. How the, cool would it have been if they would have had a ride at the school? The smirking kid was on the news today. Oh, he was? Got a, like a really nice interview with Today with Show. With who? Savannah Guthrie from the Today Show. Okay. She's a big dog at NBC. He was on there. And what they're saying is that the, the, the fellow with the drum uh, was confronting them. Right. I've heard was that. was the problem. I've heard that. As that he was the problem and they weren't the problem. It was about a hundred. It seemed like there were a lot of them and they were kind of surrounding people. Well, you know, uh, let's not get it twisted because the entire thing here is that this is the National Women's March and these fuckers came up to disrupt that shit. These people came up as a disruption. This, this was a march this, for life. Right. They were there for a march for but life. But that was planned yeah. in okay. response to the the uh, women's march. Okay. Okay. That's what they they was so it's a fuck you thing from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were there to start shit. Right. You wear a maga hat to start shit. I don't fucking care if you no, you wear a maga hat to start shit. It's, he's the president, dog. He's our motherfucking president. No he's shit. on the money. All the kids learn about him. He's hanging up like so I mean you know, I don't think it's, I mean, people can wear the fucking president shit, man. They can. They absolutely can, but they're starting shit when they do it, is the way that I feel. Like, they're doing it to be provocative. Sure. Don't say that they're, like, it I'm not saying they're matter. not. They're being provocative when they do it. They're starting, that's starting shit to me. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I wouldn't, I mean, look, if you go out in a fucking offensive t shirt, a t shirt that, the community has deemed offensive, right? I don't know what it would probably an American flag burning and like some nasty, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just a shirt that the community has deemed offensive. You would have to face the consequences of wearing this shirt that people right. have deemed offensive. Right. The For community sure. has deemed the MAGA hat offensive. That's true. You're right. And I agree. You need to face the consequences of wearing the MAGA hat. If you're wearing the MAGA hat, it is like a symbol of, like some nasty shit to me, at least when, even when I look at now, I can't imagine being a person who's actually affected by the policies that he does under the guise of making America great. I can imagine how it feels to them. It feels provocative to me. You know, I'm not even some, they probably think they can get me on their team, you know? So, uh, it says that they got yelled at by the black Israelites. (laughs) Nice. Which is cool. I got yelled at by, I saw them yelling Everybody at people does. at the bus stop the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, up at, they stand in front of the state house now. And 
they just kind of stand there and yell at people. They're like just fucking screaming at this woman about her having a Christmas tree in her house. That's some pagan shit. You got a Christmas tree in your house. That's disgusting. What is wrong with <laughs> Like they were just so mad. And then everybody's yelling at them. It was great. They have wow. a video camera set up too. I don't know if they're cool. like live streaming. Yeah. They got a GoPro out there. And they have like their signs. And they just kind of standing there like. Spreading the gospel. Giving people yeah, shit. Spreading the word. So additional footage also surfaced Sunday that showed more of what happened in D.C. leading up to and after the okay, incident. Okay, okay. Including a confrontation between dozens of the students and a few black Hebrew Israelites who were demonstrating in a nearby area before Phillips arrived as the boys waited for buses to take them back to Kentucky. The black he- Hebrew Israelites heckled the boys and called them crackers. Okay. <laughs> the situation, that's, that's city living. Right there. That's what it is to be in Washington, D.C. Me and Brett stood in Washington, D.C. last summer when we went to the the ice march. And we watched a woman scream at maybe 15 people for probably 25 minutes. Do you remember that? She kept tearing people a new asshole. She was like... (laughs) Scream and yell and then walk away and then stomp all the way back and be like, oh, you thought I was gone. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going in again. That's life in the city. That's why I live there. I love to get yelled at by people. Right. It's fucking a yelling place. We love it. DC is really yelling place. So the situation developed over the course of a few hours with the crowd of boys growing to a hundred or more by Phillips count. Okay. Phillips approached the group of boys while playing his drum. What? Yeah, that so numerous media publications and celebrities soon backtracked their initial criticisms of Sandman. That's the kid's name, is Sandman. Which, uh, by the way, what a bunch of fucking cowards that backtracked on the thing. Like, he wasn't being a jerk. It's like the kid was being a dick. Like, I uh, never looked at a, like, I can look at a teen and tell he's but a But is that against asshole. the law? Uh, nope, not against the law. But it's also not against the law to be like, you're a fucking dick. You know? Yeah. I it's not but if people are like trying I mean, what what are they what's the res there's no resolution we're gonna take away from him he just was an asshole kid yeah, he's a rich kid though so that's the thing is the rich kid you can't kid. so rich the, parents this this but just it's, it's like these are people that are gonna, gonna like sue him for that these are people that are just gonna live the rest of their lives and fucking luxury and and fucking astounding privilege and get away with everything and yeah. are just going to get pushed into a college and then pushed into a job just like that Brett Kavanaugh fucking piece of yeah. shit. These are this, those this fucking ki- people, man. If he gets his comeuppance, it doesn't change that system at all. Right, I understand that, but it feels good to me. I don't know what his comeuppance even is, really. What is his he comeuppance? Just smir- I mean, he was in an intense situation and he smirked. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know what... what should I mean people people are like he should get his ass whooped and like it, part of me thinks that goddamn in that minute had somebody just fucking popped him right across the face it would that would have just been the justice that was it that was, that was all that chance. needed to get done right like just some 15 year old I always think about this I always think when some 15 16 year old is like fucking up I'm like we just need like a crew of fucking cool 15-year-olds that'll pop somebody in the face for it. I can't. I don't want an adult to fucking punch him. Teach your 15-year-old kids to punch people <laughs> like this, smirk like that in the face. I just hate it, man. Like the president's having these kids to the White House. They're getting to go oh, on TV. Nice. They're on this like PR run now. And now they're the fucking victims. It's the circus, man. And it's like they're Money maker. fucking not. They're bad 
kids. You know what I mean? Like, nobody gets the benefit of the doubt that these kids fucking got. Like, a, a Trayvon Martin or a Mike Brown, they don't get half the benefit of the doubt that these fucking kids, everybody, Jake Tapper is like, we need to go back and look into this and, you know, really make sure. And it was really just people saying, what a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Like, his punishment wasn't like, anything he didn't go to jail he wasn't being like strapped into the electric chair or waterboarded or anything people were saying you look like a fucking asshole you're a fucking asshole yeah yeah fuck you right you know what i mean yeah that was his punishment that was the whole thing that was what it was gonna be public shaming was it and public shaming that was going to mean nothing in the future nothing to his college, nothing to his career, nothing. Right. He's just the type of person that gets to do whatever he wants for the rest of his life, you know? Yeah. And these people just walk this stuff back. And I just think it's fucking sucks, man. <laughs> but it's okay to say like, you know, Mike Brown might not have been an angel. What, like, what was he up to? Like, why doesn't he get the same benefit of the doubt? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't these guys, and we know why. We absolutely know why. Because these are rich white kids. You know? They get whatever the fuck they want. That's all. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's take a look here at... Uh, well, I guess we should talk about the L.A. teacher strike happened and uh, ended while I was on my sick break, too. So, good job with the L.A. teachers. Great. You did it. We knew you would. Now Denver's going on strike. Great. The teachers so, are going wild. They've been doing, doing it for, it for a while themselves. now. They're teaching people, you know, striking gets the fucking goods, man. Yeah, it's a good good option. <laughs> striking gets go there. the goods. So yeah, man, that's uh that's the striking. You wanna you wanna learn a little bit about uh, I read this story yesterday from uh off of CNN about this GM place in T Toledo that was fucking hideous. And uh Hmm. Just thought we'd maybe end the show with this. There's okay. some racism at a Great. GM plant. Yeah. What way to go, well, right? I'm hearing about how the world is racist. The world is very racist. <laughs> I do know that. This is very racist. Very aware. 14 months where what Marcus Boyd... Uh, it took 14 <laughs> months for the noose to show up. 14 months where Marcus Boyd said he endured racist comments, slights, even threats in a hostile workplace run by General Motors. At, at a, a workplace where people declared bathrooms were for whites only, where black supervisors were denounced as boy and ignored by their subordinates, Whoa. where black employees Whoa. were called monkey or told to go back to Africa. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now yeah. this is some. Now this is when some forty-year-old men should punch some other forty-year-old men in the that face. That is, I mean, they were this doing crazy. Up fucking, this like, is race. Yeah, the like, the classics. A workplace, a workplace where black employees were warned oh. a white colleague's daddy was in the Klan, where white workers wore shirts with Nazi symbols underneath their coveralls in Ohio in 2018. Holy shit! This is fucked up. In a GM plant, like that. This is just these people. That say racism is over and stuff right, like right. that, right? This is this is the over that racism is. Like, oh, get over it, you know? Oh my god, this is unacceptable. All those allegations are detailed in a lawsuit filed against GM, in which eight workers say managers at the Toledo powertrain plant did little or nothing to stop racism. For Boyd, it began on his first day. He said he could feel the glare from white team members as if they were saying, "Who's he to be in charge of? Who is?" Who's he to be in charge of them? All the other supervisors who were white received training before their jobs. Boyd said, 
Boyd, an experienced supervisor, albeit in a different industry, was given a clipboard and told to start. But if he wondered if he was making too much of that, the situation crystallized when some of his juniors ignored him, refused to follow his directions, oh and called him the N-word, though he could never see exactly who said it. Um, when he reported the insubordination to upper management, he said he was told to deal with it himself to counsel his workers who'd used the slur. The message he said he took from his leaders at the plant, be happy you're here, deal with it. What is this? I mean, that this is like corporate America, by the way. Like, this is yeah, like... Yeah, this guy's in even, a suit. Right. Well, no, no, this is a plant. He's a supervisor oh, on the line sorry. at a plant. But I'm saying that this is like... A lot of people are enduring uncomfortable workplaces for whatever reason. You know, there is ra obviously racism and sexism and things like that going on in these workplaces, let alone like what's happening to trans people in a lot of workplaces. You know what I'm, I guess. And like uh, the company really doesn't want to fuck with it. You know, they don't want to be the company that's like. It's I don't know. This seems like this is just, this seems like a really, uh, a pretty fucking t targeted. Right. But it got like, harder. This he is like just a culture at this place that is just disgusting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's milder in other places, but I yeah. do think this exists at every office, especially like just the uh, way yeah. we talk to people. I mean, the cultures that run and those offices yeah. that are on a, again, yeah, very such lighter. a low, 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 yeah. low level compared to like this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. White's only bathroom shit. Is, it's crazy. It is, is crazy. Totally. Wild. But it is something that you can see how a place dev devolves in yeah, a way. No one gives a fuck. Yeah. Where it just becomes a thing. Because that if enough of them put up with it, yeah, you know? but it got harder each day to ignore uh, a white employee to Boyd oversaw told him back in the day, we would have buried you with a shovel. Oh my God. In his role as supervisor Boyd reported that that too, the worker was taken to a disciplinary hearing with a union official and business leader where he freely admitted what he said. Boyd recall Boyd recalled, but then Boyd himself was pulled aside and advised to let the matter go. If he wanted to get along at the plant, he said no disciplinary was action. Action was taken. That's how that's got Boyd it. and other workers of color learned. There was a coded language to talk about them. According to the lawsuit, white employees kept calling them Dan. They thought some people didn't respect them enough to learn their names, but other colleagues told them it was a slur an acronym for dumb ass N word. So they were, hey, Dan, how's it going? I knew a guy that worked at the cable company that called the black people Mondays. Like he, yeah. oh, hey, Monday, what's going on? And it was because nobody likes Mondays. Sort yeah. of, that was his joke. Right, right. And he would do it all the fucking time. And I would just watch him. And I should have said something, but I'm a coward. So, uh, <laughs> or was a coward, okay? I would say something now. God. Uh, Boyd and other, uh, so, uh, the N word was a regular part of life at Toledo powertrain where components are made for various cattle, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac vehicles. Boyd said a white woman seen walking with him later found N word lover written on her pizza box. What? I know. I know. This is a GM plant. This is like one of those yeah, jobs that you want to get. This is a dream fucking deal, job. Manufacturing. I'm a supervisor at a motherfucking GM plant. Do powertrains. I do powertrains. Right, even and more. We also do 1950s level Jim Crow racism. When Boyd and others reported the abuse, their leadership told them to handle it themselves. He said, 
like handle how fight them did, did they want him to yeah. fight the people yeah <laughs> like handle go it yourself up, go up their asses they don't give supervisors any power like, no. in that way to like you can't fire them or anything even why, more violence why, why can't you fire them because supervisors don't have the power mm. to fire i mean i guess you could write them up but if every time you go to write them up they say it's probably a good idea not to write them up yeah yeah then you got yourself a fucking problem there you right. know what i mean like you, you can't really you can't build the like kind of thing to fire the people if you can't write people up. Right. You, you know what I mean? For sure. Which I don't, you know, even more violent situations were brushed away. Boyd said he feared for his life when a member of his team, irate about a vacation request, yelled and raised a heavy metal clutch assembly as if he was going to hit him. Boyd said he reported it. This time the offender was punished by losing one day's salary. One day, Boyd repeated, frustrated, for what felt like a direct threat to his life. One swing with that clutch could have been deadly, Boyd said. He said he believes there's a simple reason why. You have management people in high places and union officials in high places that work together to protect people that are white, Boyd said. It got to the point where Boyd began asking God to protect him. I used to have to pray literally, Lord, protect me, Boyd said. It was like being at war. Oh my God. He said he and another black supervisor, Derek Brooks, who was a former Marine, treated their workplace almost like it was a battlefield. When they saw each other or checked in by phone, as they did every day, they would let the other know, I got your six. The term soldiers used to say they have, they have your back. Oh my God. Like these guys have to fucking come to and work. This is their daily like, life. Yeah, this is their fucking job. They have to Fighting to against violent racists. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brooks found a noose hanging in the area where he oh, worked as God. the only black oh, employee at that space on his shift. He believed it was aimed to intimidating him. It was a breaking point, the beginning of the end of his career, and that of Boyd and GM, not just because the noose had been hung, but because of how a GM allegedly reacted. He has pictures of the noose. Oh, yeah. In the whites only bathroom. That first noose, and then a second, then third, fourth, and fifth were all reported to GM. According to the lawsuit, Boyd and eight other black employees have filed against the company for an allowing an underlying atmosphere of violent racial hate and bullying. GM rejects that characterization. The company declined to be interviewed, but provided a statement that it held mandatory meetings and closed the plant for a day to have training for every show. Oh, no. It's like they're going to do a Starbucks diversity day. <laughs> yeah, just do a quick Starbucks diversity day because they're threatening people. Uh, every day, everyone at General Motors is expected to uphold a set of values that are integral to the fabric of our culture, GM said in a statement. Discrimination and harassment are not acceptable or in stark contracts to how we expect people to show up at work. <laughs> not how people are carrying themselves yeah. it continued we treat any reported incident with sensitivity and urgency <laughs> and are committed to providing an environment that is safe open and inclusive general motors is taking this matter seriously and addressing it through the appropriate court process <laughs> somebody has a picture of a noose hung out um, hung up at your place and you say oh this is actually not acceptable right and and they're saying that's not acceptable and we're we're going through the correct court proceedings to get this to fix which means they're fighting the lawsuit right, right, against right. these guys that took the pictures of the nooses right, right. that they hung into place. Right. That's yeah, what we're going to see if we can pay enough to win in court and not have to own up to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, yeah. Boyd Brooks and the other black workers said initial meetings after the news focused on violence, but not racial discrimination or intimidation. GM, which declined to answer questions on the ref record after supplying the statement, placed an article about harassment in the employee magazine. 
I'm sure people read that. <laughs> the company replaced all ropes in the plants with yellow chains in an effort to stem the noose incidents. So it's, oh my God. <laughs> what? They replaced the ropes. Oh my God. With oh yellow my God. Chains. I just got that. Took a minute to get that. <laughs> well, yeah, if we don't have ropes, they can't make nooses anymore. Let's stop making them. Yeah. <laughs> their racism will just be driven out of their heart. They're not going to be able to be racist anymore if they can't make nooses anymore. I mean, it's, it is really wild. The union oh, at the plant God. also disagreed that any practices were discriminatory. Dennis Earl, who was elected local president in 2017, said union people protect employees no matter what race or ethnicity. I mean, this stuff all comes off very racist, though. Yeah. Very racist. Yeah. It's not a good look. Very confused. Punishments were equal across the board. If he feels management was being more lenient, I don't see that. I've never seen that. It's pretty colorblind, if you ask me. Uh, it's not fucking colorblind. I would fire every... If I Yeah, if a whites-only bathroom showed up, you could just, just fire every white person at that place and start <laughs> over? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there should be some sort of, like, contract, you know? Yeah. Earl, who is white. Like if a new shows up at the office, everybody loses their job. Everybody yeah. white does. I mean, I'm sure, you know, dude knew who put the noose in. Oh, yeah, anyway. of course. You, did. you know, we all know. Everybody but knows. But still, I mean, just to be safe. Earl, you know, who is. sympathizers there are in there. Earl, who is white, has worked for the plant for 34 years. He told CNN there could be bad actors like there can be anywhere, but there was no widespread intentional racism. Do I believe that a people are a little too sensitive? No, these that's days? not what we asked. Absolutely, he said. No, no one wanted to, to hear that question. What passed twenty years ago doesn't pass today. Yeah, you can't really joke around anymore. I you guess. can't really you can't fucking really threaten, threaten people with nooses. <laughs> can't swing a clutch interface at someone's fucking skull anymore. You can't say the things you used to say off the cuff. It doesn't excuse it, but it's not racially motivated statements. He added, "It's just bad judgment." See, this is the type of thing that, like, I. I Wow. I believe someone said to him, um, you would be buried with a shovel. That's yeah. it, and that's, he was hoping he was wished it was those good old days. Right. Yeah. So that's uh fuck GM and I'll never buy one of their cars. Like if I don't give a shit, I just he need to hear one thing. Fuck yeah. them. I Jeez. mean, that is disgusting. No, I don't know. I mean, that's, um, just embarrassing. And, uh, I, I don't, I that's uh, yeah these uh, it's just I'm exasperated to hear that yeah and it's so interesting there are people saying these these aren't racially neutral actions in the chat and stuff where it is it's like no this is a like definitely a culture of racial intimidation in this place yeah like, that is exactly what's there there like there's no argument that says that no this is all like pretty colorblind. You know yeah, what I this mean? is really just um, like posting a Ziggy cartoon. Guys are just busting balls at the plant, which is like, that's a thing though. Like I, I am never going to be a person who thinks you're not allowed to bust balls at the plant, but this is like so far over busting this balls. Hate like, crime I, shit. I can take so much shit. I can take so many insults and all of that stuff. Don't threaten to fucking kill me. How about that? How about like that's crossing the fucking line, you know? Yeah, yeah. Fuck these guys. Fuck that place. God damn it. We can. Can we just? Can we bulldoze it? I mean, do? I we don't need any more cars. Okay. I mean, cars bulldoze. are part of the problem. Bulldoze right? it then. Yeah. Yep. Bulldoze, bulldoze it. Thing. Fucking just get rid of it. It's yeah. A fuck stain. EGM. I I read that yesterday, and I was like, 
That's totally absurd. I'm just, it. you know, hiding behind. I'm using my toxic masculinity to hide my emotions. How sad that makes me. It, sho- it really was a <laughs> shocking article to me. It's fucked like, up. I, I, could, I, like it just in, in like 2018, this stuff was happening in Toledo, Ohio. Like right fucking there, dude. Right yeah. up north. You know, it just it doesn't. It baffles me that like a a, a place like that could exist now. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and especially like, such so a major easily. corporation. I can see it happening. It there's plenty of truck yards and shit that are like that, but a major corporation not being able to to have any sort of chain of command to be like, hey, uh, you know, I feel like I'm gonna get, you know, have a racially motivated murder happen at my job, you know? Yeah, yeah. Can you look? I mean, into I'm this? sure all these guys are like, we're not going to do a racially motivated murder. Right. Like, that's what they're all saying. We weren't going to murder. We we're just fucking around. But it's like you're fucking intentionally trying to like make these guys think you were going to kill them. Yeah. That was your like your goal. Yep. Ugh. All right. Well, I love all you listeners. Thank I'm you. Glad we got this show done. Thanks, watchers. Fuck GM. Fuck Red Pill videos. And fuck the government. Yeah, for sure. This was a late one today because we just watched the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. It's going to be on our Patreon video feed. $5 a month. You get exclusive episodes of us watching uh, Shark Tanks and watching... Um, Undercover uh, Boss? Undercover- maybe even... Uh- unsolved mysteries soon maybe yeah brian mentioned unsolved mysteries if there's other shows you want us to watch reach out on the patreon or through any of the other channels um we're we have a few on the way and i am working on some video editing stuff so i can get them to you faster but um that stuff is coming and it's going to be good the fire festival one was really fun that we just did um (laughs) We also have the zines. We're catching up on those. I'm going to make an announcement in the coming days on what to expect for that. Thanks for all of you for being patient and not bugging me too much. Um, we will return later this week. We are super fucking you know, excited about what's to come. We got big plans for the rest of the year. We're going to be hitting the road again in the coming months. And uh, it's going to be a good, good year for street fighting. So stick around. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace. We're coming, Texas. Loving is easy. You have me fucked up. It used to be so hard to see. Yeah, loving is easy when everything.
you can't even hide it And it didn't take forever to find it I was all on my own, almost glad to be alone Until love came in on time